Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mont. Monday night, you know what that means. <laughs> Bring him back the old school uh, intro, love it. Another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Networks, episode 219, I believe, to be exact. 219 big ones. Yeah. <laughs> a long time. Quite, quite a few episodes in the can. But uh, tonight's going to be the best ever. Okay. Well, Book it. I don't know, that's kind of high, uh, some high praise. I don't Book know it. if we can live up to that. But we got a lot, a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. We got championship weekend. That happened over the weekend. Super Bowl 55 is now set. Got a lot of Big Ten basketball news, but a lot of it's cancellations and mm-hmm. postponements. Um, we got our six last bold 2021 sports predictions to go over. <laughs> Thank God that's over. And introducing a new segment tonight, I have 14 different sports-related things um, doing some word association with you. Completely forgot about that. I'm excited. Up so, Nervous. Uh, maybe we'll start that and get that into the weekly realm, but... Uh, I say the person's the figure's name or the or the topic or whatever, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Get the bleep button ready. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have one of those, so please remember that in the in the back of your brain. So, but the Tan J Man Show is brought to you by this week, like it is every week, the Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, hand breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located in beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. And, of course, you got the Dam Smoke, which is available on the weekends and features barbecue and steaks. And now they got um, smoked wings. Good smoked wings. Good smoked you had wings. some over the uh, weekend, Saturday night. sweet and uh, spicy barbecue. They also have a house buffalo, a hot, and I believe just a regular barbecue or a honey barbecue. <laughs> but uh, I suggest the sweet and spicy barbecue. They're really good. Um, you can wash those down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of the best today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. You can taste it, take in the fantastic views of Lake Mantle from in, inside their restaurant. Uh, they do have a beer garden or outdoor bar area, but it's a little chilly for that right now. So get yourself a window seat and look out at, at beautiful Lake Mantle. Whether it be by boats or by wheels, the damn landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I am very proud to say, and also slightly ashamed to say, that I finished an entire Meat Lover's large pizza <laughs> at the damn landing on Saturday night. It was impressive. It was delicious. And one of our buddies, friend of the show, Connor Thompson, finished a whole large cheese pizza mm-hmm. by himself. So you, bo- um, you boys can eat. I'm a pizza connoisseur, um, and it has my stamp of approval, which should mean everything. So Yes, good stuff. Good stuff. And our other uh, sponsor of the Tan and J-Man show is Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find them at circle15golf.com. I got the Glove Hub right here, and I got my Genesis Glove inside it. Most comfortable, durable glove out there. And I, I like am, that case, too. Yeah. Sharp-looking design with the Circle 15. and Fits in the golf in the golf bag pretty comfortably, easily. And uh, I can't wait to get on the course with this glove. Going to shoot some career low rounds. I was going to say, it's going to take five strokes off your uh, average. If, if it does that, <laughs> I'm buying a lot of these. So. I'm buying them all. <laughs> I might buy them. I might make Chris and Mark uh, pretty happy, which uh, Chris Smith, Mark Bestman, two guys, um, Chris is the founder of Circle 15. Mark Bestman is one of his business partners. Check out their uh, weekly podcast, All Sorts of BS. You can subscribe to that wherever you get this podcast at. Um, pretty entertaining. They got a lot of good guests that come on. So um, check that out. You might have seen this. Um, I'm choosing between two different birdie bogeys. You gave me a real tough one last week. I, de- I deserve I deserve. This a one's one. not as tough. I wouldn't think. You might have seen this. Let me know if you've seen it, and I'll go to the next one just to no. see. Um, <laughs> I will fake you out. Man, I don't know which one to choose. It's like a coin flip. Okay. 
What starting quarterback has the most fourth quarter comeback wins since 2009? I did not see that. Which NFL starting quarterback has the most fourth quarter comeback wins since 2009? Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, Noble Gnome LLC. Get up to your veggies. It's a new one every week. I love no, it. I'm low energy tonight on that one. Yeah, it's, it's, well, For I was, shame. I was say it's a Monday, but every week it's a Monday when <laughs> yeah. we do this show, so I can't give you can't give you that excuse. But uh, start off with the National Football League. Yeah. Um, one really good game, one of the best games of the season, uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, where we had some uh, controversy at the end on Green Bay's last drive. What was Matt LaFleur's? thought process in kicking that field goal and also what was Aaron Rodgers thought process in not running in for a touchdown I wish I could uh, have a good answer for either one of those but um, as far as Rodgers is concerned I think he would have got met by maybe Jason Pierre-Paul from behind or one of the safeties or linebackers but as far as LaFleur's now LaFleur's decision inexcusable no idea Um, I think Rodgers and rightfully so he loves to throw to Devontae Adams, yes. so he's going to try to give him the best opportunity, and he probably gave him the best opportunity to score a touchdown there. Um, of course, looking at the replay, it looked like Rodgers could have easily ran in the eight yards or so. Um, but, again, Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown just a few plays before that on first down, I believe. Um, he tried to force one in there, and it didn't work. As for Matt LaFleur, as we said, or as I said, uh, that's almost a fireable offense um he's not gonna get fired because he's obviously in a really good job there in green bay but to kick a field goal there with what was it two minutes and nine seconds left i think they had three timeouts and they had the two minute warning but you're giving it back to the greatest quarterback of all time in tom brady you're not gonna get that ball back they go for it don't get it okay what are you out you're still gonna have to score a touchdown anyway they would have still had to score a touchdown to win the game you don't get it on fourth down. You're down eight. Tom Brady gets the ball back at his own eight yard line. They're probably less. Um, they're probably less um, aggressive, I would say, um, as far as play calling there for Tampa Bay. Then there was kind of a controversial um, pass interference call there late that uh, extended Tampa Bay's drive, as well as. Um, win the game for him, essentially. But, you know, Matt LaFleur should have obviously gone for it. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, as it always is. We are hopefully back. Um, our, what's, what is that thing called? Live stream box. Our live stream box keeps wigging out a little bit, so we apologize. That was a different problem than I've ever seen. On for it. the difficulties. I looked over, and, and the time was going forward, backwards, forward, backwards, and it looked like it flipped it on a different... Um, I think we're live back on Facebook, too. So, so hopefully we stay live the uh, rest of the show. We were just talking a little bit about the Green Bay Packers loss to the Tampa Bay yes. Buccaneers. Don't really know where we cut out at. So I might as well just start over what we were saying as far as. Go for it. Um, what went into Matt LaFleur's decision to kick a field goal there? Down eight with two minutes and nine seconds left. I have no idea what he was thinking. Um, no idea. I mean, you're going against one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Or you, you have one of the best quarterbacks right. of all t- time going against one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And I'm thinking, you give the ball back to Tom Brady, they need one first down, and this game's over. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. Why aren't you taking a chance? Uh, I mean, it all stems back that failed two-point conversion early in the quarter really hurt them. To where they even if they scored there, we're gonna have to get the two points anyways. But mm-hmm. uh, but I just can't. I, I I if he wasn't a new coach and didn't have a great season, that's almost a fireball offense. It's a second year there, and they had a great season, of course, getting the one seed. Um, as Tanner said, Rogers might be the most one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks of all time. Doesn't turn the ball over. He's 36, 37 years old. He's earned this trust to go win a freaking football game. Um, You kick a field goal, you're still down five. You're still going to need a touchdown anyway. If you go for it on fourth down and don't get it, 
you're still going to need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So what – you're just not out that much. And Tom Brady's getting the ball back at his own eight-yard line where they're probably going to be less aggressive play calling down there because Tom Brady had already thrown three interceptions. Um, they're probably going to be less aggressive down there, and there was likelihood you're going to get the ball back anyway, even if you don't get the two-point conversion or if you don't even score a touchdown there. It was one of the most head-scratching decisions I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand at the time. Obviously, hind- don't understand it. hindsight it looks far worse now because they yes. lost the football game. Didn't even get the uh, ball back, and there was a. I don't even. I wouldn't even call it a controversial pass interference at the end. It was a clear pass interference. The dude had his jersey. Um, the referee could clearly see it. The guy threw the flag late, which yep. I think is what most that people was, are upset hope, about. Maybe it got stuck in his belt buckle. I don't it know. Or something Because that was a late flag. Yeah, and it, it was a clear pass interference, too. And I saw Packer fans whining and people that hate Tom Brady whining that, uh, well, the Bucks had an interception right before half where they missed the pass interference. That was far less obvious uh, than the one here. So um, Tom Brady... Goes to another Super Bowl. He's been in 10 Super Bowls out of the 55 Super Bowls, which is just insane. He's been in, uh, of the 20 years he's been healthy, I mean, he's been in half the Super Bowls. 47%. Yeah. Um, And that, I think if you take out the one year he was injured, it it is exactly 50%. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers, is he back next year? It didn't sound like it yesterday. If you you watched his press conference, he sounded like a guy that's not so sure, but – He's got three years left on his deal. He might have just – emotions might have been running high yesterday, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they were. Right. I mean, he's but, it's still pretty raw right after the but, game. But I think he sees, you know, they did draft Jordan Love, the only skilled player yep. they ever draft in the in the first round and uh, or since the Rodgers have been there. And <coughs> I don't know. I mean, he's got to have a lot of suitors if, if he wants to become available. And Green Bay could get a lot for him. Uh, Jason Lockenfora, who I'm not a huge fan of, but he's a CBS uh, NFL insider. Um, he went on a uh, CBS Sports Network today and said, Packers dropped a bomb on Aaron Rodgers by taking Jordan Love a year ago, and many believe Rodgers is going to drop a bomb on the Packers with a trade demand. I think we're going to see more new quarterbacks for different teams next year than we ever have. Yeah. I mean, you shared something earlier today. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now. Schefter. Actually. Adam Schefter tweeted it out that – um, let's see, let's see. There are roughly 10 quarterbacks locked into the starting jobs for opening day of the 2020 NFL season. Uh, this is expected to be an unprecedented, unprecedented offseason of quarterback movement. His over-under of teams changing quarterbacks this offseason is 18. He's going to go with the over. One, I'm going to have to go back and look at the bowl predictions. One of my bowl predictions a few weeks ago was that uh, 10 new quarterbacks would be in the league. And, uh, it's looking pretty I feel dang pretty good. Good, yeah. good about that one. I had uh, Deshaun Watson will be traded, Carson Wentz will be traded. I had Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, and Big Ben all retiring. Um, I don't know how many of those will happen. Philip Rivers announced his retirement last week, and uh, I'm assuming Drew Brees. Yeah, is and he probably waits shortly till the Super behind. Bowl's done. I'm guessing. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to see unprecedented, as um, Schefter said, change at the quarterback position. Where do you think his most likely landing spot is? Rodgers, mm-hmm. if if he's to leave. San Francisco makes a lot of sense. Now, a good friend of the show, Cameron Screeton, brought up a good point last night in our group text message. Would he still hold a grudge from them taking Alex Smith over him? Could. Aaron Rodgers has been known to hold grudges. Um, yes. But he went to Cal Berkeley. I don't know if he really wants to go back close to home. I know he doesn't have a great relationship with his family. Um, he spends a lot of time in California, though. He has a house in California. I think he's got a good relationship with the um, general manager, John Lynch, I believe. Yeah, and, I mean, the decision makers in San Francisco are no longer there. No, they're pretty good um, management out there. So I can't imagine he'd still hold that grudge. It's a heck of a been, team out there. I mean, you surround him with that good of a defense, He's gonna. he should win a Super Bowl. It's insane to think since 1992 they've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They've won just two titles yep. in that 29 years. Um, two titles and they've made it four times no, four, three times three times yeah three times. Favre went twice yeah. and Rodgers has only went once yeah crazy um, I saw a funny tweet that uh, the Green Bay Packers are the Notre Dame of the NFL yeah they well, get there every year and then they just fall flat this time was at home mm-hmm. I mean, which they don't lose at home and it sounded pretty loud with how few founds they without few fans I like how they, they give them those things to smack the yeah. rails with <laughs> that, was, that was cool that yeah. made it sound loud 
but Chiefs had a lot of fans of their game. Yeah, it looked like a lot more than 17,000. The red seats make the it red look seats like there's help. a ton, but they've had about that number all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and Super Bowl is going to have about 22-ish, 23-ish thousand. Yep, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first team ever to uh, play in the Super Bowl in their the home stadium yep. and as a host. Uh, Tom Brady does it again. I mean, if he wasn't already, which we already knew he was, this cements him, I think, as the greatest quarterback. I would agree. Especially if he wins. Um, to do it with a different if, if he coach, wins, different. Why even come back next year? What else no is there point. to accomplish? Um, it does seem like he's having more fun here yeah. than he did in New England, which a lot of players have said that when they left uh, New England. But uh, he's having a blast. Uh, one play that really stood out that um, the Green Bay Packers really screwed up was right before halftime. They let Scotty Miller get behind them, and Brady throws a strike for a. I think it was a 38-yard touchdown with one second left in the half. They were expecting them to maybe try a sideline route, and they were trying to prevent that, but they didn't have any safeties deep. I mean, Tampa Bay was out of timeouts, I believe, um, to let a guy get behind you wide open like that. Uh, inexcusable. I thought maybe Greg Williams was calling the defense. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked very similar to the Oakland. Oakland. Las Vegas. I did it again, Tanner. <laughs> The Las Vegas Raiders win in uh, the Jets. I was going to let it slide, too. I wasn't even going to say anything. But, uh, Did it again. You got to the point where you're beating yourself up over it. <laughs> and I, I catch it right when I'm saying yeah, it, too. Just kind of natural. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. Uh, like we said, the Chiefs beat the Bills. Uh, wasn't a very close game. Again, Sean, Sean McDermott yeah. kicked field goals yeah. in Kansas City. You can't beat Kansas City, settling for field goals when you have fourth and goal at the two, right before half, needed to go for it there. They had fourth and, I think, four inside the 10-yard line. Did not go for it then. You, you end up getting blown out. You score touchdowns there, completely different ball game. You get six points out of that, can't happen. Said I've said it for years uh, when Colts had Peyton Manning. You're not going to beat Peyton Manning kicking field goals. Not going to beat Tom Brady kicking field goals. Not going to beat Aaron Rodgers kicking field goals. Uh, Sean McDermott played safe, which you cannot do that against a team as talented as Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs are. Um, you have to be aggressive and try to win the game instead of playing not to lose. And they got up 9-0, just yep. like we see the Kansas City them right where time they and time again in playoffs get behind, but then flip a switch and all of a sudden, they're, they're in front of you. Yep. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played with a turf toe injury. Mm-hmm. He'll have uh, two weeks off. He looked really good yesterday. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a huge game. Tyreek Hill seems like he's maybe the fastest player I've ever seen in the NFL yep. once he gets going. Um, they're rolling. I mean, for a few weeks, we were saying, man, they're just not playing that good because they're not blowing teams out. We'd come to expect them blowing teams out. But, I mean, they're winning football games. They're in the Super Bowl. I just don't see year. it stopping anytime no. soon. Uh, I think – was it you that shared a tweet? Tanner's been sharing heck of tweets today on our group chat. Um, yeah, last night about the Chiefs was last night. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was our good friend Connor Thompson, friend of the show. He's been on the yes, show. Yes, he, he shared. Good shared ones um, in 2016, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. lost to Iowa State by more than all of the combined losses he has in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Lost to Iowa State by 56 points. He's lost. I don't know how many games he's lost. Not many. Uh, but he's lost by a combined 44 points in yep. the NFL. Yep. Insane. Yeah, there's a lot of insane stats um, revolving around him and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so yeah. many with Tom Brady lately um, after yesterday's game. But it's going to be interesting. you got, like, the GOAT, mm-hmm. the old GOAT, against the new GOAT. Yep. The guy who's – I mean, if, if anybody's going to break a lot of Brady's records or, or get up to Brady levels, probably Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was in first grade when Tom Brady played in his first Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> first grade. Young pup. We were in fourth. Man. <laughs> I turned 29 here coming up, too. Yeah, coming up soon. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. <laughs> so, so, so back, I will never not make fun of you for I that. I don't buddy. care. So back in uh, – um, WrestleMania 18 was in Toronto, Skydome. They built the match Icon versus Icon. You had The Rock against Hulk Hogan. Hmm. It was kind of a passing of the torch. The Rock beat Hulk Hogan. It was kind of a passing of the torch, passing of the guard. Are we going to see the same at Super Bowl 55, passing of the torch from Brady to Mahomes? I kind of like that uh, analogy there, or that uh, 
Yeah. Comparison. Kind of like that comparison. Yeah. Uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes has already won one. Yes. Which helps. True. Him, but uh, that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll talk more about preview the game next week and do our mm-hmm. picks next week. But uh, I, I will say I did have uh, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl in my preseason predictions. Call. Call. But I had the Ravens beating them. I had Baltimore. I think I think Seattle over Baltimore. We went through this a few yeah. weeks ago, and I already forget. Yeah, I think you um, did have Seattle. But I mean, yesterday we had the four hottest teams in the NFL coming in. All four teams were rolling. Now, obviously, Tampa Bay and Kansas City continue to be two of the hottest teams in the NFL. For how crazy of a year it was around the NFL, they didn't cancel any mm-hmm. weeks, and they got probably the matchup they really wanted to. Yes. The Buccaneers with Brady against the Chiefs with Mahomes. The NFL's very happy. Yeah. I, I think they would have been very happy with the Packers winning, too. Not as much the Bills winning. Um, Correct. But, yeah, they uh, they got their wish. So we said Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a fun one. going to be a good one, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to be rooting for Tom Brady. <laughs> I might be rooting for Tom Brady as well. I can say I've grown to like him more with him being in Tampa Bay than him in New England. I think a lot of the nation will still, of course, root for Kansas City this yes. time. But come next year, if Kansas City's in the Super Bowl again, I don't see many people outside of Kansas City rooting for him next year. I agree. Um, there, We've had dynasties over the past decade or so, and we've grown to really dislike those teams like Golden State. I grew to dislike Golden State, mainly yep. Draymond Green yeah, and Kevin, Kev- Durant, Kevin Durant as well. Of course, we've been sick Alabama forever. Yes. But Clemson burst on the scene, started winning titles. Cannot stand Dabo Sweeney and his whininess. Um, so I really don't like Clemson anymore. Yep. Uh, never really happened with the San Francisco Giants. I think it's because they win every other year. Mm-hmm. And baseball, for whatever reason, doesn't work that way like it does football. Yep. It's going to be a good one. That's why I like college basketball, because it seems like a different team every single year. Except, you know, I was saying today, if Villanova happens to win it all – this year, that's three. They're sitting there. In the last, like, five years. They're sitting there at number three, I too. I don't see a team beating Baylor or Gonzaga is the problem. Yeah, I know. Well, Might as well have a third-place game this year. <laughs> Go back to like you did in the 80s. 1981. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, did you did you see, speaking of the Super Bowl before we move on, did you see Bud Weiser for the first time in, like, 37 years is not going to have commercial during the Super Bowl? Why? They decided they're going to use their funds – for vaccine awareness and different things, huh. promotions going forward with that instead of doing a Super Bowl commercial. How noble so of them. It'll be interesting to see what companies do, I do. a Super Bowl commercial and which don't because of such a you know. tough year for a lot of companies yeah, last year. That's a good point. You know this. I'm a big fan of Budweiser beer. Yeah, I, I do know that. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of Clydesdales. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> You don't like horses. <laughs> Clydesdales are beautiful, though. Yes. I don't want to ride one or say, anything. Would you ride one? No. Uh, horses scare me a little bit riding. Um, but I'm going to miss Budweiser this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's You know, I didn't even think about that being a possibility until I read that yeah. today. I was like, oh, well, I wonder what other yeah, companies I, are going to bow out. I was going to say I wonder what some of these marketing budgets look like. Oh. I know some companies in years past use all of their budget on the Super Bowl in a, uh, commercial. A lot of their promotions will probably be covid-based sure this year uh, and stuff which is so. it's kind of hard to have a funny commercial about covid-based stuff oh absolutely uh, but i'm sure some people will find a way to make yeah, me laugh well, i have a dark sense of humor though so doritos will probably have a funny one yeah they usually do doritos has kind of been the top funny commercial here lately mm-hmm. i don't even remember. the last few years though the commercials have dipped i feel like the quality mm-hmm. of commercials have dipped anyways the halftime shows i'm not looking forward to it this year yeah um the weekend. The weekend. I yeah. knew "Blinding by the Lights." That's why I wanted to call them, but I knew that was a <laughs> song. So, all right, uh, you want to move into our bold prediction? Sure. Why don't you start us off there? So, it took me an hour to figure out six it, of them. This was I, hard. It was. I struggled. But aren't you glad we're um, going to get through the whole twenty-one? Yes, I got all twenty-one. I'm proud of both of us. My first one: Josh Allen will win the NFL MVP next year. I like it. Yeah. See, some of these we're got to revisit and remember for our previous yes. shows. Yes. Which, of course, we won't even know that um, before the end of this year. So correct. Um, one of mine's quarterback related. Matthew Stafford will be a New England Patriot next season. I could definitely see that. He seems like more of a fit than a guy like Cam Newton or even a guy like Carson Wentz. I think he's a perfect fit for the Colts. Perfect. Perfect. 
perfect fit well, for the Colts. The Colts will screw it up somehow yeah. because he's such a <laughs> such a fit. Uh, I mean, the Broncos better be getting a call. I was going to say they better they better call him. pick up that phone and at least yep. see what it's going to take because they got good enough defense. He can make them a contender mm-hmm. right away. Good receiving core, yep. young receiving They're core. Young, young, um, yeah. yeah, Stafford and the Lions. It was announced yeah. that uh, they're going to. Mutually part ways. This Lions are going to be terrible. It's a rebuild. Like, yeah. Did truly. you did you see Dan Campbell's uh, press conference? Uh, I don't like that guy. He uh, well, he was the Dolphins' interim coach. Mm. He said, if they knock us down, we're going to bite their kneecap off. They're going to have to knock us down three times. By that third time, we've bitten off enough body parts that uh, we'll be the ones standing. It made no sense. Love the guy to death though, because he's a tough son of a gun. But I remember he was mad he didn't get the Dolphins' job, and, and which well, made no sense to me. He did the, a pretty bad job there. He went five to seven. Yeah. yeah, I did see Leslie Frazier's coming back for a second interview with the Texans tomorrow. Hire Eric Bieniemy. Somebody hire Eric Bieniemy. I don't get it. The my only thing does he bomb interviews? That's that. I, mean, I was thinking that exact same thing. Is he just bombing the interview? Because everyone's like, "Why aren't they hiring this guy? He must just not do good in interviews." That's the only thing I can think of. Because he's overqualified, played in the NFL for five years. Uh, he runs the best offense in the NFL. You watch Modern Family, or did you yeah, watch it? Love Modern Family. He probably does what Manny did when he was trying to interview for that prep school. <laughs> <laughs> he just bombed it, and he's walking in the background. <laughs> Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will both make the Hall of Fame this year. That is bold. I think I It's time, huh? Um a lot of ballots are leaking and I don't know if a single player will be voted in this year cuz none have are like on track for 75%. Uh, but I think Bonds and Clemens are both moving up that ladder. Um that's my that's one of my bold. That's probably the boldest one I have on here. So they're going to combine the two classes from the last 2 years, right? I think do like a virtual ceremony if you can't do it in person because yeah, it's usually in July. I can't imagine you go two years in a row without some sort of ceremony. Yeah, um, yeah, virtual or not. I I assume they'll do virtual for the NFL Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, Uh, who knows by that's in August, July when they. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Both the baseball one and football one are right pretty close to each other, so be interesting. My second one is. The Duke Blue Devils will not make the NCAA tournament this year. Illinois needs them to start winning. <laughs> I don't think they will either. They're not a good team. Coach K, looks, Coach K is, he's a jerk for one. He's whiny. Wouldn't surprise me if they shut. He it, shuts it, down. Two, he looks exhausted. He doesn't look like he's in good health. Well, it's because he's losing. I mean, I. You got to start thinking. Is he going to hang it up soon? He's in his seventies, I mean, uh, mid seventies, I believe. Uh, he was kind of a jerk to a student, student reporter, reporter the, other day. the other day. What's your major? Yeah, um, acting like he's all better econ, than him. Well, pretend you took the hardest econ yeah. test in the world, and you, you come out of it, and somebody asks, "How are you going to prepare? And what are you going to?" It was a fair question. It, yeah, he, Coach K could have just said, "We're going to go back. We're going to evaluate the tape like <laughs> we always do, and get ready for our next opponent." Co- Easy answer. Coach K, after he got whooped by Michigan State and Illinois, said, "I don't know why we're playing in the middle of a pandemic. We're two weeks." Earlier, he said, "I we cannot not have an NCAA tournament." He gets killed by. Um, they lose to, I think they lost to Wake Forest. Almost lost to Boston College at home. Get beat by Louisville. And now he's acting as if it's, I, I just, it just, it annoys the crap out of me. Would not surprise me if he shuts down his program. You know, I would maybe feel bad if he didn't get the most McDonald's All-Americans and yeah. most five stars in every recruiting class every year. They are playing without their best player, Jalen Johnson, and have for like a month. Um, but still, come on. Mm-hmm. Quit whining. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy will finally win the Masters. I like that one. <laughs> I had Rory on mind a few weeks ago that he would win a major this year for the first time since 2014. I thought he was going to get the um, European tournament he was playing over the weekend. I thought he was going to get it done. He choked in the final round. He yeah. cannot close for some reason. He plays so good for three rounds and then just falls. I don't get it. He will finally – that's called the Grand Slam, right? Yes. He does that. He'll he will finally slam. get the career Grand Slam. I like that. I like that. Um, let's see here. Um, I have that two non-Power 5 programs will make the Final Four. I like it. Gonzaga, I think, is a given. Houston. Houston. That's a good one. I like that one. St. Louis. St. Louis is They're ranked. Top 25. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody – I don't know who else. I haven't watched enough of the non-power. I think five. I've asked you this before. Who is St. Louis head coach? I don't remember. Travis Ford. That's remember great. him at Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma State. State? 
I always want to say Majerus. Rest in peace. <sighs> Rob Manfred will be forced out by Major League Baseball owners. You hope. That's, I, my next two are wishful thinking <laughs> ones, um, but yeah. That would be good for everybody, I think. Except him. Um, my next one's golf-related. A PGA Tour player who hasn't won a major will win one this year. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Yeah. Who who do you think would be the... John Rahm. Yeah. It's probably his time. I mean, of course, I'm hopeful for Ricky Fowler, but like I told you guys today in the group message, <coughs> as of right now, Ricky wouldn't be playing in the mm-hmm. Masters because you got to get invited. You have to meet certain criteria. And to do that, he's either got to win a tournament before April, whatever the Masters is, or get three top tens. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, man. he's what sixty second in the world yeah, now. Yeah, he was in top ten just two years ago, and he had been top ten for. He tried to tinker with his swing last yep. year, didn't he? And, and it just put didn't some go new well. Irons in the bag and didn't go well. Didn't go well. Another one of my wishful thinking ones: Tom Ricketts and the Ricketts family will be forced to sell the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> um, the former owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Frank McCourt had to file bankruptcy when he was $400 million in debt and Major League Baseball forced him to sell. The Ricketts currently $1.1 billion in debt. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. They said they won't do anything, of course, due to the pandemic. Um, please sell the team. You're killing us. Just killing us, Tom. <laughs> My next one's NASCAR. NASCAR. I, I, thought- I tried to fit every sport in I was to- so... Close to putting a NASCAR one that I chose horse racing instead. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. It's different. We're getting out of our comfort zone a little bit. Martin Truex Jr. will win the 2021 Cup Series. There you go. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> we will have another triple crown in horse racing. We had one in 2018 and 2015. Uh, Justify was one that won it. I don't remember the other one. It was a California Chrome. I don't. I, I, I remember don't that name. I think uh, he won, won the first two yeah. legs, but uh, so it's Smarty Jones. Back in the day. We will have another Triple Crown in horse racing. I'm going to keep these bold predictions. You know, that's one thing. The Triple Crown was a heck of of an achievement, and now it's kind of like it's happened twice Twice, lately. Twice, yeah. Still cool. Still hard to do. Don't get me wrong. But my last one, 2021 will be Brian Kelly's last season at Notre Dame. That's a good one. Um, I don't know how they're supposed to be next year. Say they go 8-4. I think they'll be pretty good. I think 9-3 and or worse, and he's gone. I don't know if he'll just mutually part ways because, you know, this is, he's going to be the longest tenured coach in Notre Dame history come this year. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, he's done a heck of a job. He's got him to he's, two college football playoffs and a championship. He's been one of their best head coaches ever. Yes. Um, he just He's not at Clemson or Alabama's yep. level. Or Ohio I, State. I would love to see them matched up with Ohio State just to see what they can yeah. do because I don't think Ohio State's on either their level e- either, although Ohio State just blew out Clemson. They're not on Alabama's level. I, um, I'll agree with you there. So. But nobody was. Nobody year. was, and nobody really has been, yeah. um, besides uh, the injury to, to a tongue of Iloa. Hit me with those. Uh, you want the word association? Word association first, then we can do some college yes. basketball. And I am glad a, a lot of these go right up with your bull predictions. I'm real nervous. <laughs> I, I will say they're not topic-based. They are all sports figures. Okay. So, Tom Brady. Goat. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Stud. Good one. Aaron Rodgers. Whiny. <laughs> Josh Allen. Bills. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes first thing that came in my head. Matt LaFleur. Stupid. Tom Ricketts. <laughs> Can't say the first thing that came to my mind. Um... Dream crusher. Rob Manfred. Asinine human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought thought we were going to be in trouble there for a while. Sorry, FCC. Roy McElroy. Book it! Like it. Brad Underwood. Mask. He doesn't wear his mask very well. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) Scott Frost. Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> I need a soundbite of that. <laughs> Brett Bielema. Uh, Prophetstown. That's where he's from. PJ Fleck. Boat. <laughs> Colton Wong. Hawaiian. And Archie Miller. Short. <laughs> Little Archie. 
<laughs> that was good. I'm going to have to come up with 15 for you. I was thinking we need to make that a weekly segment, and uh, whoever doesn't give the birdie bogey does That's the a good idea. association. That's a good idea. Um, you know what I almost forgot? The On This Day. Oh. And I definitely haven't looked this up because I don't have them ready. I completely spaced it. But I'm getting it right now. Then we'll talk college hoops. And hoops! We'll There's barely any college hoops to talk about. There's about no games this week in the Big Ten. There's literally four. I think. Is that it? I think this week. I don't think there's, there's none. not one till Wednesday. I was going to say there's not any tonight or tomorrow, which Tuesday is usually a Big Ten. Do you remember Super Tuesday? And yep. it was always Big Ten back 10 years ago or so. On this day in 1924, the first Winter Olympic Games were opened in France. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Let me see. Uh, Chaminix. Sounds good. I'll roll with it. Um. On this day in 1939, Joe Lewis uh, knocked out John Henry Lewis in one round for the uh, heavyweight boxing title. Nice. Oh, let's see here. On this day in 1960, Wilt Chamberlain scored 58 points, the most ever by an NBA rookie as the Philadelphia Warriors beat the Detroit Pistons 127-117. to 117. He was pretty dang good. He, he was something else. Um, on this day in 1974... Ray uh, Kroc, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, CEO of McDonald's, bought the San Diego Padres baseball team for $12 million. I wonder how much they're worth now. <laughs> A lot more than $12 million. Uh, on this day in 1981, Super Bowl 15 was played in the Louisiana Superdome. Uh, the Oakland Raiders beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-10. to 10. Who was the MVP? What year was that? 1981. 1981, what was it, Super Bowl? Yeah. The Raiders beat the uh, Eagles, so the Raiders player was the MVP. Kenny Stabler. Jim Plunkett. Oh. Ken Stabler play with the Raiders? Yeah. Uh, the San Diego Padres, some 46 years later, are worth $1.54 billion USDA. It's just a little bit of an increase. On this day in 1987, Super Bowl Twenty One was played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. 1987? Yep. The New York Giants beat the Denver Broncos 39-20. to who was the MVP? Phil Sims. It was Phil Sims. On this day in 1989, Michael Jordan scores his 10,000th NBA point in his fifth season. You know what's insane? Luka Doncic already has the same I amount of tri- triple doubles as the Jordan does. He's 20 years old. On this day in 1991, St. Louis right wing Brett Hall scores twice in the Blues 9-4 win at Detroit to give him 50 goals in 49 games, becoming the third player in NHL history with 50 goals in less than 50 games. I've heard of Brett Hall. He was a good one. Uh, mainly, we, we probably recognize him with the Dallas Stars. Uh, let's see here. On this day in uh, 1998, Spice Girl Victoria Beckham, posh, posh, and soccer player David Beckham got engaged. They still uh, they still together? I think. I Don't call me on that one. On this day, 1998, Super Bowl 32 was played at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, California. The Denver Broncos won their first Super Bowl in franchise history as they beat the Green Bay Packers 31-24. Who was the MVP, J-Man? I'm going to go with old Johnny Elway. Terrell Davis. Oh. John Elway was of Super Bowl 33. And that's all I got for on this day this week. Oh, not a whole lot. On this day, one year ago today... Um, Io DeSumo hit a shot with, I think, 0.6 seconds left to beat the Michigan Wolverines, and that kind of cemented Illinois as, oh, maybe they're pretty good. I didn't know if I really believed it until that moment, <laughs> took, but took oh, that ah, pretty good. Also on this day, this wasn't on here, but um, Jerome Lane shattered the backboard in ah, the college basketball send game. Send it in, Jerome! Yep. Bill Rafferty. Send it in, Jerome! <laughs> Did you see that video of the Mississippi State commit? I did not. He, um, I'll have to show it to you after the show. He got an alley oop, and it's one of those like old high school gyms, you know, kind of like Duke. They obviously don't have it. He tore the whole thing down, and it swung, and like guys were running out of the way. If it would have hit somebody, somebody would have went flying twenty feet in the air. <laughs> the whole thing, and, and I <laughs> including like this, because that'd be awful. But <laughs> including everything in it, just it, he, he just hung on a little to him. That is terrifying. 
Time for yeah. them to upgrade look, their facilities. It, it looked like one of those uh, amusement park rides that go way up, oh, yeah, and then the, it goes... Uh, oh, what is that called? Yeah. I forget what they're called. Yeah. It, it was like a pirate ship kind of ride. Yes, yes. Uh, I should know what that's called. But uh, the On This Day segment is brought to you by Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting... Performa Print House has over 50 years combined experience in, promotion, in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company and give them a call today at 574-210-3815. Get yourself a nice water bottle like this. Uh, they got, ton, I mean, tons of different things. Chip clips, pens, notepads. Um, banner displays, anything you want for a trade show or company picnic, like I said, display. Give them a call. Get some stuff. Get some stuff. Get some promotional products. Talk some hoops. Big Ten hoops. Um, interesting week. Yeah. Like it always is. Yeah. Uh, we had cancellations. Nebraska and Michigan State's really screwed the entire schedule up. Uh, now ne- Michigan. Nebraska hasn't played in over two weeks. Michigan State hasn't played in – was their last game against Purdue? Yes. That'll be three weeks ago on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan doesn't have a case, but there was it the governor that shut down everything? No, it was their university. It was. Three of their programs, they didn't list which ones, has one of the newer strains of COVID ah. in it, so they really want to try to get on it. Um, so they've shut all their athletics down for <coughs> two weeks. Including the basketball team. Yeah, uh, Every, who, no practice, no training, opinion, no nothing. My opinion is head and shoulders above everyone else I in agree. the conference. But this um, might hurt them. You it could, might hurt them. You could get out of shape in two weeks. Their first game that they're eligible to come back, it will be Illinois at Michigan February 11th. So. Like Indiana, their one game this week <coughs> was supposed to be against Michigan. So they don't play this week. Their next game's against Illinois next Tuesday. Illinois will have nine days off between playing uh, Penn State last Tuesday, and now they play yeah. Iowa Friday. There's a lot of teams yeah, like I, that. I mean, I, Iowa will have eight days off, essentially, so... Yep. Um, it's just, I mean, you come to expect it it's, in today's uh, college basketball landscape. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what they do, though, because I don't think the Big Ten can say, hey, we're going to play 16 games now instead of 20, because mm-hmm. that's taking people off your schedule that's already on the books. Yeah. I don't see any way the Big Ten tournament happens now. I think that'll be used as maybe a week they make up games. Um, I think it's too risky to have an NCAA bring all those teams together in one spot. I mean, they can kind of do what the NCAA tournament's doing, play some at – uh, Bankers Live, some at Mackey, some, some at Hall, maybe some even at Hinkle. Hinkle. I'm sure Hinkle won't yeah, be used. Yeah. Um, I just don't think we can see a Big Ten tournament. Try to keep bubble teams until the NCAA tournament for the teams that make it. Uh, it's uh, making me nervous. It's making me nervous. We, we literally cannot ha- not have an NCAA tournament no. this year. The NCAA lost $600 million mm-hmm. in revenue. They can't do that um, again. Which is f- f- over 50% of their annual revenue. Um, no, I think we'll have a tourney. It's just going to be uh, – It's going to be strange. It's going to be a thrown-together tournament. and I mean, you're not going to have an asterisk next to the winner's name, but – Only if Indiana wins it. Yes. <laughs> but it, it, I just – I don't know. The Big Ten, I'm afraid, like, it's going to get come down at the end. The first-place team is going to have a better record than the second-place team, but the second-place team is going to have played like three or four more games. It's just – you almost can't even evaluate this season. Right. Um, I've started, I haven't started losing interest, but it's, it's more one of those things that it's like, if they lose, uh, yep. I've, I've, I've felt that way for a while. A majority yeah. of the season, even though I've had a lot of wins lately that have got me fired up. Don't get me wrong. I will say I'll be very upset if Illinois loses to uh, Iowa, but, um, at the same time, like I was telling my dad the other day, you know, I've really enjoyed watching Purdue play lately. I mean, they've had big wins mm-hmm. over Michigan state, Indiana, Ohio state, um, before their loss to Michigan the other night. But at the same time, <coughs> I'm kind of ready for the season to be over, if that I, makes sense, because it's just not – It's I, tough I without fans. I don't like fans. watching college hoops that you're outside the Big Ten. I have no interest. Duke no. and Louisville were playing the other day. Didn't even want to watch it. I haven't watched many seconds of any game that are huh. not a Big Ten. And even Big Ten games I'm kind of having I'm a right difficult there getting you. into. It's just um, a problem. It's kind of like I'm exhausted. This so. is the one sport, and I've been saying this for a while, both of us have, that we can really feel the effects oh, of no bad. fans. NFL couldn't even, didn't even notice. Uh, even baseball didn't even really notice. NBA didn't notice. Uh, but not having 
Mackie Arena with their 150 decibel level. <laughs> <laughs> My ears have hurt in that yeah. building before. Um, I think Illinois would have been sold out every oh, yeah. single game. Iowa would have been sold out every single game this year. And to not have that just kind of stinks. It does. And, I mean, it's going to make those gyms just a raucous environment for when the first happens, game back. Yeah. Can you imagine the first game at full capacity? It's going to be stupid loud. And they'll play like a cupcake, and it's just gonna, they're just going to murder yeah. them, and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> but it's going to be great. Uh, but, man, it's just – I mean, I just want them to get the March Madness, get a, get us mm-hmm. a tournament, but I'm ready for it to be over. I'm getting to that point. It's just like it's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It is mentally exhausting. I'm beat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's tough. It has been. And obviously, I and can't imagine. Players I was going to say, I can't imagine how the players every single day and, and the coaches yep. and having games on the schedule and then they get wiped out, you know, that you're supposed to play a team in two days and then we'll mm-hmm. help. Now we might not play for two weeks. Or like right now what Purdue's going through, it's kind of well known that their majority of their team had went through COVID. Well, Sasha Stavanovic, Chadden, he gets it this mm-hmm. week, and then it throws your team off the next yeah. – he's out the, at least the next two games at least. Yeah. And that, um, just, you got to You just got to – you got to – yep, you got to be flexible. got to roll and hope for um, the best. That's why you really should never get upset if your team loses nope. if you don't have some players. It nope. It just happens, so – you want to pick some Big Ten games? Yeah. I got them up here. Oh, perfect. There, T-Dog. Perfect. Uh, Wednesday night, Penn State at Ohio State. Penn State's on a two-game winning streak. Uh, Ohio State lost to Purdue on a last-second – or not last-second shot, but a, a late shot by uh, Jay Nivey. And then they turned around beat Wisconsin, which yeah. I'm starting to think Wisconsin's not as good as I thought they were. Oh, shocker. I know. I've been saying that <laughs> you have. I get. I, I, yes, but I'm taking the Buckeyes. Penn State shoots a ton of threes. They do. Pretty athletic. Yep. Ohio State's been up and down to their competition all year, but I'm still taking the Buckies. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin at Maryland. Maryland's got the three best road wins yeah. in the Big Ten. But Maybe the country. Their, those are their three conference <laughs> wins. Um, Maryland beat Wisconsin earlier in the year. I think Wisconsin gets them back this time. I do, too. Uh, on the road, Maryland doesn't have a home win in the Big Ten so far. Um, yeah, I think uh, Wisconsin gets them back. Thursday night we have, is Michigan State at Rutgers a go? As of right now, I believe it is. So Michigan State at Rutgers. Michigan State, it, it will be 20 days since their last game. I'm taking Rutgers because taking of that. Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers looked H- a little more like Rutgers yesterday. Huge bounce back win. Huge letdown for Indiana after going on the road and beating number Except four, I Iowa. I will say, if you get Rutgers in a tight game, you're probably going to beat them because they cannot shoot free 57% throws. 57% from the free throw it's, line it's this pathetic. year. It's embarrassing. Fra- and, 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 uh, before we go on that one, you know one thing that bugs me this year about college basketball, and I get it, there's no fans so you can hear what players are saying more. There's been more technicals. soft technicals mm-hmm. this year than I've ever seen. Yes. Um, Tuesday night, Coleman Hawkins blocked a dude into like the 40th row and did a little flex. Tee up. Now, in the ref's defense, there was a little kerfuffle um, right before halftime, but soft whistles. I mean, Rutgers had them. Geo Baker had one. I don't know uh, what yesterday. he said. I don't he either. probably said something bad, but there was a lot of jawing going back yeah. between both teams. I don't think we would see this in a normal You wouldn't season. probably hear it. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, the refs wouldn't even hear it. Friday night we have uh, maybe the most heated rival in the Big Ten right now in Iowa playing at Illinois. They hate each other. Yes, they do. And I know Iowa's coach does not like Illinois' coach. Um, Underwood. Doesn't sure care about vice versa. Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> um, sorry, Jay, man. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Um, they got in a fight at the end of the game in Iowa City last year. They got in a fight mm-hmm. in the middle of the game um, in Champaign where DeMonte Williams and Connor McCaffrey got in a little heated exchange where DeMonte would have pummeled him into like a thousand pieces if he had the chance. This will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Iowa coming off a game where they went 11 minutes in the second half without scoring. They went four of 20-something from three. I think they hit 19 threes, and they beat Illinois. And I still think it'll be a pretty close game. I didn't see that book um, coming. That was a swerve. But I am uh, I'm taking the Hawkeyes. I think they're a, they're a better offensive team. Illinois is better defensively, but Illinois needs a third guy to step yeah. up. 
Um, Adam Miller's done it occasionally. Trent Frazier's done it occasionally. Andre Curbelo's been it occasionally. Even guy like Georgie Bashanishvili's been it occasionally. They need to score 80 plus points if they want to win. Uh, but I'm taking the Hawkeyes. I just think it's going to be too much for them. J Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering, Life Home Auto Renters Business Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. He is now eligible to sell insurance in Ohio. If you're part of the Tan and J-Man show in Ohio and looking for a new insurance carrier, give Travis a call. Wisconsin at Penn State Saturday afternoon. I'm going against the Nittany Lions twice this week. Give me Wisconsin. Give me Wisconsin on the road. Two big road wins I'm predicting for the Wisconsin Badgers. Minnesota at Purdue. It's a night game Saturday night. 7.30 Eastern time. Uh, The only game of the week for both teams. Um, Purdue coming off a loss. Minnesota coming off a loss to Maryland. At home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Purdue's knocked out Sasha Stevanovich, but I think they bounce back and get this one. I'm taking Minnesota um, just for the fact that Sasha's not there. I think Travion Williams will struggle scoring against Liam Robert Robbins. Uh, get him in foul trouble early, and it's going to be completely different. Um, I'm sh- assuming Eric Connor will be on Marcus Carr. If you shut him down, you have a real good shot. Obviously, uh, take me Gophers in a real close. They one. always have good games. They uh, do. Matthew, it's weird. They do. It's it really seems like they're always playing overtime, overtime games ones, too. It's weird. Indiana at Michigan is postponed. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, we have Michigan State at Ohio State. Mm. <laughs> Am I really going to go get Sparty twice? Yep. Me too. <laughs> Give me the Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Two road games this uh, week. Right now, Lenardi's got Michigan State as one of the last four in. I was going to say, uh, he can't have them in that far. He's got 11 of the 14 teams of the Big Ten in the tournament. <laughs> nice. Rutgers at Northwestern to cap off the week. Give me Rucker. Give me Rutgers, Northwestern. Falling flat on their face. They blew out uh, Michigan State and Ohio State early. I think Illinois kind of broke their spirits. I do, too. Uh, went, went in the second half, 53-13. to 13. Uh, Give me Rutgers fairly handily. Wrap us up with the birdie bogey again, J-Man. What quarterback? And it will make me so unhappy if I you get this correct. honestly forgot the question. So, What quarterback has the most fourth-quarter comeback wins since 2009? Like, non-playoffs, just total. Just total. Comeback wins. Fourth quarter, comeback wins. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Son of a mother. Gosh, dang it. Almost went with Andrew Luck. And then I thought, yeah, I think Stafford passed him. Gosh, dang it. Wow. Pulled that one out of my... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you back in two weeks. Yeah, sure. Two under. You're two under. You've never I'm been four that stroke long. Lead. Gosh, I'm not gonna end up that way. Well, I should get a pass for last week. <laughs> Craig Morton. I'll give you that easy one next. Week. Good lord. Yeah, lob me a softball, please. And that's gonna do it for episode two nineteen of the Tan and J Man Show. Buy some Tan and J Man Show merchandise if you want to support the podcast and like look great doing so. We got short sleeve shirts, we got hoodies, we got long sleeve t-shirts, we got mugs, we got stickers, we got tank tops, we got baby onesies, we got infant shirts, we got it all. So uh, go to our link on our Facebook, Instagram, our Twitter page, and then the first link after that you'll see Tan and J-Man Show store. And if you use the promo code J-Man, on all caps J-M-A-N, through the end of the week you'll get free shipping. Sir, order. get some stuff. So. Uh, give us subscribe if you haven't already wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and a review. It really helps us out a lot. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tanner and J-Man Show. Follow me at TannerLee92. He's MontDog16. And uh, we'll be back at it next Monday, same time, same channel for episode 220. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>